Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how dangerous daddy long legs really are, how the theoretical Dyson sphere could produce virtually unlimited power, and how you could get a better workout by exercising with a partner. We originally ran these stories on May 15th, 2018, and they're so good, we remastered them just for you. Plus, stick around for a brand new recap segment at the end of today's episode to hear our fresh takes on all of today's stories. For right now, let's satisfy some curiosity. All right, Ashley, what's the most poisonous insect? Well, I've heard that Daddy Longlegs is the most poisonous insect, but they have such tiny little fangs that they can't actually hurt you. Is that true? Everything you just said is a myth. What? Yeah. So first of all, a Daddy Longlegs, is it a spider or is it an insect? It's an insect, right? It's not a spider? It's actually both. What? Daddy Longlegs is an informal term for a couple different groups of animals. The most common type, which some people also call harvestmen, are in the order Opiliones, and they're insects. But the other type, which some people call cellar spiders, are officially called Fulcidae, and that's actually a spider. Fun fact, you can tell which is which because spiders have segmented bodies, while harvestmen are all in one piece. Anyway, about the venom. Harvestmen don't even have venom glands or fangs. They generally eat decomposing plants and animals. They're about as dangerous as a ladybug. Cellar spiders do have venom and fangs, but there's no evidence their venom is toxic to humans, and there's also no evidence their fangs can't penetrate human skin. That's because no studies have tested how lethal their venom is to mammals, not even lab mice. But their fangs work the same way as the brown recluse spider, which definitely can bite humans. So a cellar spider probably could bite you. Either way, there's no reason to be afraid of daddy long legs. Playground myth busted. Wow. This is one of the things that I feel like I've known for my entire life, and it's it's not true. I know you must unknow it. Cody, have you ever heard of a Dyson Sphere? Yes, they encounter one in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I haven't seen that one, but... Great episode. I should. Well, a Dyson Sphere is essentially an unbelievably gigantic hollow sphere that could be constructed around a star. What, wait, around a star? Yeah, it's basically one big solar panel, right? But it harnesses all of the energy of that star so that any population living within it could have a virtually inexhaustible source of power. That sounds super futuristic, right? Yes. Well, the idea actually came from a 1937 sci-fi novel called Star Maker by Olaf Stapledon. This is my latest obsession, by the way. This, this book is incredible. Really? Yeah. But in 1960, theoretical physicist Freeman Dyson published a paper laying out why and how an advanced alien civilization might actually make a Dyson sphere. And he cited Olaf Stapledon in this paper. Nice. Yeah. So first, let's look at us. As of right now, even our best solar panels can only collect a small fraction of the energy the sun produces, since most of it radiates out into space. But if we could collect all of that energy, we could increase our resources by a ridiculous margin. Dyson figured that over a few thousand years, we might be able to mine the solar system for supplies roughly equivalent to the mass of Jupiter. With those supplies, we could build a spherical shell sitting at twice the Earth's distance from the sun. Actually, he wrote that, and then people were like, making a solid sphere that big in space is physically impossible. So then he was like, LOL, I meant a loose collection or swarm of objects traveling on independent orbits. Wow. Whatever it looked like, it would sit between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter and completely surround our sun. And that shell, or Dyson sphere, as it's now called, could theoretically collect every last bit of energy from our home star. 
But we're not really worried about making one right now because that would take thousands and thousands of years. More importantly, Dyson also explained how we might find one, since you could assume that any sufficiently advanced civilization would have their own. He said we'd likely see a dark object with a size comparable to Earth's orbit and a surface temperature of 200 to 300 degrees Kelvin. It would be radiating as much as the star hidden inside it, but the radiation would be infrared. So it'd be dark in terms of visible wavelengths of light, but bright in far infrared wavelengths. And we thought we might have found one a few years ago. What? Yeah. In 2015, Tabitha Boyajian spotted a mysterious object that was dubbed Tabby Star, and it had weird fluctuations in its brightness. She and her team actually raised more than $100,000 on Kickstarter to help them study it, and this year, they concluded their study. Unfortunately, they concluded that those light fluctuations were probably due to dust. The brightness levels changed depending on the color of the light the team was measuring, and if they were looking at an alien megastructure like a Dyson sphere, you'd expect all the colors to be blocked at once. So for now, we'll just have to keep looking for dark, hot objects. Sad. Yeah, but it's still pretty awesome. Just the idea of it. Cody, do you work out with a partner or alone? Pretty much never with another person. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's more convenient that way, right? But actually, you might want to get one. There's a 2017 study from the UK that had weightlifters bench press, first with spotters, then without spotters. Participants could lift about 11% more when they had spotters standing by. And they also reported that they thought they had worked harder when they didn't see spotters there for backup. Of course, that could just mean that you're willing to risk lifting more weight when you have someone who can catch it, right? Right. But another study from Oxford University had athletes work on stationary rowing machines, either alone or in teams. The athletes in the team workout showed a higher pain tolerance than those exercising alone. There's some psychology involved here, too. There's a concept called the cooler effect that makes people in a group work a little bit harder to avoid being the weak link that brings the whole group down. I think we've all kind of had that feeling before. Yeah. This plays a big role in exercise. So like when people are asked to hold a plank position or ride a stationary bike for as long as they can, they can last a lot longer if they're paired with a partner who's fitter than them. And even just hanging out with people who are fitter and more active than you are can make a big difference. A recent study published in the journal Obesity found that people with a weight loss goal shed more pounds if they spent more time with thin people. And another study found that seeing a friend post their successful workouts online can lead you to up your workout game, too. So the science is pretty clear. Whether it's your super fit best friend or just an acquaintance from work, it's worth it to exercise in the company of others. I'm going to have to stop giving a hard time to those people that are always sharing their workout results because really they're just trying to help me. They're just trying to help you. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that was a blast from the past. It's 2021 again. And fun fact, we didn't even start ending our episodes with recaps until several months after we launched Curiosity Daily. So, Ashley, let's recap the main things we learned today. Well, we learned that daddy long legs is actually an informal term for a couple of different groups of animals. Harvest men are insects, and they don't have any venom at all. And you can tell which ones these are because they don't have segmented bodies. Cellar spiders have segmented bodies and they do have venom and fangs, but there's no evidence that their venom is toxic to humans or that they can even penetrate human skin. So don't worry too much about getting hurt by them. This is one of my all time favorite science facts. Like you see daddy long legs all the time. I mean, in Chicago, I didn't, but I'm I'm back to seeing them again here in North Carolina that we have daddy long legs. 
And it's so fun. Now, instead of being like scared of this long legged, weird looking spider, I get to be like, oh, do you have a segmented body? What kind of animal are you? And I I become a scientist and it's great. Does it does it tell you if it has a segmented body like verbally or do you do you just (laughs) No, it's more like in my head. It's like like a thought bubble. And then I, I look real close. Okay, Another reason to read comic books, kids. We also learned that a Dyson sphere is a theoretical structure that could harness all of the energy of a star. It would be a massive hollow sphere, probably made up of a loose collection of objects, and it would completely surround a star. That kind of structure would be pretty big, and so it would take thousands of years to build one. But we can look at far infrared wavelengths to see if any other civilizations have made one. So who knows? And I will reiterate, very good episode of Star Trek The Next Generation about it. Oh, yeah? Later in the series, season six. Yeah, it's good. I've started in on Stargate, and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, you've been tweeting about it. Is it good science fiction? It's excellent science fiction. I mean, it's very, like, 90s, early 2000s in the production quality, but it is really, like, it's, there have been some episodes that feel like the Twilight Zone. It's great. Okay, good to know. Yeah, it's one of my sci-fi blind spots. And there's some spin-offs like Stargate Atlantis and some other ones. I don't know about how good they are, but all right, I'll, I'll add it to the list. Yeah, something I didn't realize is that the movie is actually like original and then the show came later. So you'll watch the movie, kind of get a feel for who the characters are, and then all the actors change for the show. But it's a good intro to what it's all about. Cool. And if you're wondering why we're talking about science fiction on this podcast, science fiction really can help you learn more about yourself. It's a very introspective genre. It does a lot. And the more science literacy you have, the more enjoyable it is. Like I've seen almost every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation multiple times, but rewatching it with my wife over the last couple of years, I like get all of it. They talk about cosmic strings. There's an episode with a Dyson sphere and I can look in and I can listen and I can say, oh, I know about that. Oh, I know about the many worlds theory when they're jumping in, you know, across different dimensions. Like there's just very cool stuff. So, you know, sci-fi rules. It does. And we also learned that if you want a better workout, try working out with a partner or in a group. One reason this might give you a boost is an idea from psychology called the cooler effect, which says people work harder in a group. So they're not the weak link that brings the group down. And even just hanging out with people who are in good shape could motivate you to work out yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm generally a lone wolf when it comes to exercising. I don't usually exercise with other people. But in an effort to make friends, I'm going out to a few different running clubs this week in Asheville to try to try to meet people who are like me. And maybe I'll maybe I'll become a communal runner as a result. Yeah, way to get out there. Yeah. yeah, I've been talking about how I've been doing yoga on the show. I visited a friend over Labor Day weekend and I told my friends, hey, I've got to do yoga one day to stick to my schedule. Anybody want to do it with me? And my friend Guy did it with me and I totally tried harder during the whole thing. He wasn't looking at me. He didn't care. I just I don't know. I was just like, I got to I got to do good right now. You know, I gotta work hard. So even just that one buddy, even if it's not a regular thing, see how it uh, see how it affects you. Perfect. The writer for today's stories was Ashley Hamer, who's also our managing editor. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Try to get up and move around a little bit today. Hey, if I'm doing it, then you absolutely can too. Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 